So anyway, Merry Christmas once again. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, welcome and uh, enjoy yourself tonight. That's what we're here for. So don't get nervous. Don't make me nervous. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, before we get started, why don't you get, get up and go say Merry Christmas to someone. Come on. Go, mer- go say Merry Christmas to someone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Don't be nervous. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Chi. Oh, Merry Christmas. Good job. Merry Christmas. Thank you for inviting us. Oh, no problem. Okay, don't get carried You have your Bible. Turn with me on in the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John, chapter three, and wait for me there. Okay. Anyway, uh, I heard a story about this uh, this young boy. He grew up in a, a single mom's home, and everything to his mom is always about Jesus. You know, Jesus this, Jesus that. So anyway, this, little, this young boy went to, went to school, and she, well, he came back from school, and he, his mom was uh, out there preparing dinner, and he, and he came home, and he ran up to his mom and said, Mom, Mom. Mom turned around and said, What's wrong, What's wrong son? He said, Why do you always say Jesus this, Jesus that? And, and uh, the mom calmly looked at her son and said, uh, well, son, you know what? I brought you into this world, and I can take you out of this world, too. And the little boy goes, Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Any, anyway, just hold that thought to your mind and just think about what I'm going to be talking about tonight. You know, we're in uh, uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 3. We only gonna. I think Rob, you got okay right there. Anyway, it starts with uh, less. I'm gonna read it to you. I'm reading from the New King James versions. It says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do this. Signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
switch down to, uh, move down to verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his, uh, his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, once again, Father, once again for this, uh, we thank you for this privilege to be here with your people this, this evening, Father Lord. We're here for one thing, and that's to celebrate and honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Father, who came, Father, as a man, Father, Lord. Isaiah say he was a man of sorrow, Lord, but, Lord, he's no longer that baby in the manger, Father. We're here to celebrate because we have hope. We put our hope in your Son, Father. He is the way, the truth, and the life, Father, Lord. I pray, Father, for tonight, Father, that... Maybe there's one here tonight that needs to give their life to you, Lord. Give them the greatest present I ever given to a man or a woman, Father, and that is your eternal life through your Son, Jesus Christ, Father. So, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to bless your word and follow, follow fresh on me, Father, as I teach your word. May my word, not mine, but yours, Father. So we commit this time to you now in Jesus' name. Everyone says, Amen, Amen. Amen. John uh, 3.16, I'm going to focus on this because they're so important here. John 3.16, every Christian should know. We taught, my wife and I taught Sunday school for about 18 years. That's the first verse that we always taught the kids, you know, John 3.16. Why is John 3.16? John 3.16, if you ever had any doubt about your salvation... You know, it says, John 3.16, it says here, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever, that whoever is, is open, is an open invitation to anyone. That's what whoever is. Believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. When you look at that verse, that's the verse that gave us hope. That's the one that it, it makes us appreciate what Jesus did on the cross for us. For those who are, you, you are here this evening, my prayer is that tonight will be the, night for, be the night of salvation for you. Don't walk out of here because God forbid that walk out here, something happened, you know, you live, you live to regret. You know, so my prayer is that when you leave here, make sure that you are right with the Lord. So I'm, like I said, I'm super excited. I think I'm, Hyping myself up to us right here. Anyway, it says, uh, this John 3.16 is the, basically the foundation of our faith. You know, because this is, uh, it says, the key word here is love. You know, love is not, it's not like I love your outfit. You know, I love your outfit, I love ice cream. You know, it's not that kind of love. That's the love we, we use every day. But this love here, the, the word love here, it comes from the, from the Greek word uh, akape. Akape. Akape means it's a sacrificial, unconditional love. That's how God loves us. He loves us unconditionally. You know, sometimes we, we say we love someone, but we're not really sincere about that love. This love here is only comes from God. You know why? Because this is the, love is the character of who God is. 
this verse here not only uh, speak of the character of who God is, but it speak of the redemption uh, plan that God has for you and for me. That's what this verse uh, 316 is. It's a very simple verse to understand. If you really take your time to dig into this verse, you come away super excited. Maybe that's why I'm fired up and very excited tonight because, you know, this thing here is really gives us hope. The first thing that I want to share with you, my first point I want to share with you tonight is God loves you. God loves you. I heard a testimony about uh, a pastor was giving a testimony how he came to the Lord. He said that he was riding, a, him and his gang were on a, a freeway heading down to California. And he said when he was, him and his gang were back, was back on this, he was riding the back of this van. And he looked up and there was a sticker right behind the van that says, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. So when he, say, when he got home, when he got home, he couldn't go to sleep. This is the pastor now in California giving a testimony. He say, I couldn't go to sleep. He finally, you know, he finally fell on his knee and said, Lord, if you are real, come, in, come into my life. Save me. I don't, I don't want this life anymore. You know, it's the same thing. You know, God is a merciful God. You know, regardless where you're from, where you, where, what background you come from, He is there for you. He's there f- because, why? Because of His grace and mercy. If you can only remember that, love, it goes a long way. You know, we can say, there's, there's a, the Greek, the Greek used four words for, for, for love. One is called eros, eros where we get our English word erotic. You know, it's a romance uh, love between a, a wife and a, 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 and a husband. Second one is storkis. Storkis is, is like a family, family love, family love. Uh, the, third one, the third one is phileo. It's where we get the word Philadelphia from. It's called a brotherly, uh, you, know, you know, the city of Philadelphia. That's what we get their name from, phileo in Greek, the, the city of brotherly love. Then the love that we're talking here is a copy. That only comes from God. You and I will never be able, will never be able to, to uh, duplicate that love unless what? Unless God, unless the Holy Spirit in you, it comes in you and that kind of love, it flows out. You can't do it on your own. Check this out. What Jesus says, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Do you think you can handle that? You know, when I first read that, I go to myself, how can I love my enemy and pray for those who, who, who persecute me? There's no way. That's the kind of love that, that he's talking about here. You know, for God so what? So love the what? The world, you know, because that's who God is. That's the character of God. So that, <clears throat> my first point right there is God love, loves you. I don't care. I don't care if your family loves you or nobody loves you. I can stand here and tell you that 
God loves you. If we can only remember that, regardless what you go through in life, what, what, regardless what people say about you, just remember that God loves you. Because if you remember that in your heart, it motivates you to, to look to the, there's a better future for you. You know, there's a better future regardless what people say. You know, the other thing, love is what? Love is the fruit of, fruit of the Spirit. You know, and the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like my granddaughter used to tell my, my, my wife when she used to babysit my granddaughter. Say, Grandma, self-control. <laughs> you know, so anyway, that's what... You know, the fruit of the Spirit is, is, is from, uh, found in Galatians 5.22. You know, because only the, it's called the fruit of the Spirit because it, uh, it's not the fruit of the flesh. You know, fruit of the flesh, you know, when you, when you, fruit of the flesh when you're here and you're praising the Lord, jumping up and down, you know, jumping up and down and you go out here and somebody cuts you out. Sure, the fruit of the Spirit's not going to come out. <laughs> Something else is going to come out. So, anyway, uh, so, you know, so it's very, uh, it's very important that we know that who we are in Christ Jesus. Maybe there is someone of you that needs, needs to call someone to say, you know what, I love you. Maybe one of your, your brother or sister you know, or your daughter or granddaughter or whatever, maybe you need to call them and say, you know what, whatever happened, you know, whatever difference what we have, you know, you know what, I love you. Just those words alone would touch the heart and say, hey, I love you back. You know, you never know. But that's what love does, you know. But this kind of love only comes from a personal relationship with Christ. When Christ uh, works in your, in your heart, it changes you from inside out. You know, the world is trying to change you from outside in, but that's, it never works. It never works. I've been, I've been serving the Lord for like 40 years, you know, now. And the only regret that I, I, I regret is that I didn't know the Lord earlier in my life. That's the only regret I, uh, I regret. It's not knowing the Lord early so I don't have to waste all those years, you know, of my life chasing, like Solomon says, chasing the wind. Romans, uh, you know, love says, Tina Turner says, what's love got to do with it? What's love got to do? Remember that? Remember that? Well, love has to do with, you know, God's love has to do with everything. You know, without the, the love of God, you know, I always say this to people. When you get up in the morning, when you breathe that fresh air, you say, praise the Lord. You know, I, I, I'm up this morning. You know, because sometimes it's, it's trying to get out of bed, that, that body saying, oh, you know, like moaning and groaning. The Bible says you moan and groan, you know, like it, 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 that, sometimes that body doesn't want to get out of bed. But thank God, every day you get up in the morning, you say, praise the Lord, I'm here. You know, because 
Because life, the James says that life is like what? Life is like a vapor. It appears today and it might be gone tomorrow. Maybe, uh, maybe you grew up in a family that, you know, your, your dad never say love to you. Never say, I love you, son. You know, maybe you grew up in a, in a family that you, you, didn't have a, you didn't have a dad. You know, I grew up in a family that my dad never, never uh, told me that he loves me. You know, but because of obvious reason, you know. My dad was old school. He believes in applying on a board of education to the seat of understanding, you know. <laughs> That's my dad, you know. So, you know, but plus I was just a, a bad kid anyway. Growing up, you know, growing up back home, the culture is different, you know. I'm from uh, American Samoa, that's where I'm from. So, you know, the culture there, uh, you know, with between the kids and, uh, and the dad, whatever the father says, that's what it goes, you know, but that's how it is. But what I discovered, one thing, just like I told you, what I discovered is that I have a heavenly father that tells me he loves me, you know. That's all you need. That's all you, that's all you, you need. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. Uh, here's the thing. God has a plan for your salvation, for your redemption. You know, the Bible says that we were slaves to sin. Uh, John 8.34 says, He that sin is a slave to sin. But on the other hand, uh, John 8.36, it says, it says that he that the Son sets free is what? It's free indeed. It's free indeed. So here's, so here's sin on one side, and there's grace on the other side. You know, that's what Jesus came for. That's the whole message of Christmas. The message of Christmas that it was, Jesus was born so you and I can be born again. You know, that's what, remember, this is the story that, this is the story that, uh, that uh, we were reading here. Nicodemus, Nicodemus was a religious man. You know, a religious man. Religion does not, does not save you. You can come here every Sunday to the church. Church doesn't save you. You know who saves you? Jesus saves you. Jesus says, I am, John 14, 6 says, I am the what? The way, the truth, and the what? And the life. You know, he's the way. You know, religion is the way man try to reach up to God. But Jesus is the way God try to reach, that reach out to us. That's the difference. You know, religion is the way that Every, that's why we have so many religions in the whole world. Because everyone just try to work their way up to God. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way to the Father. So the, 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 the thing that uh, excites, me is, excites me is that God took the time to plan out how he was going to save us. Let me look at verse 6. We're still in verse 16 here. It says, He gave. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his 
only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. When it, saw, when it says should not perish, that means you're not going to die spiritually. Physically, we all going to die. Hebrews uh, 9.27 says, Giving a man to die once, then we'll face judgment. Because every single one of us will die one day. You know, because why? Because it all goes back to Adam and Eve. When Adam and Eve fell in the garden, guess what? The whole world turned upside down. Guess what? They die. They die not only physically, but they die also spiritually. There's a saying goes like this, born one, die twice. Meaning if you born one, this natural birth, you come out of your, your, your mama's belly, that's born once. Born twice, born twice, die once. Meaning if you are born spiritually yeah, and you, you're, you're, uh, you're born physically, then you're only going to die, die once. How? Your physical body dies and your what? Soul goes to heaven. How are you going to get there? It's through Jesus Christ. You know, through Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus says, the, in, in John 10, 10, it says, The thief comes to steal and kill, but I have come that you may have life and have it what? more abundantly. You know, he's the one that gives you life more abundantly. Why? Because he is the one that went to the cross for you and me. Uh, Paul puts it this way in Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. No longer I that, that live, but Christ that live in me. The life I now live, I live unto God, to, to the Son of God who gave himself for me. So in other words, I, when, when, when Jesus went to the cross, you know what he did? He took all your past sin, present sin, and future sins, what, and nailed it to the cross. You don't have to worry about it anymore. When you, that only Jesus can do that for you. The Bible says that we are saved by grace. What, uh, Ephesians 2.8, we are saved by grace through faith. You know, it, 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 it's not by works, that's what, Lest anyone, lest anyone should, should boast. In other words, you cannot boast about yourself that you are saved. You know, you work your way up to God. No, it's because the, the Isaiah says six, Isaiah sixty-four uh, six says that our good works is like what? It's like filthy rags to God. You know, there's no way that you uh, would ever make your way up up to God, only one way to heaven, and that is, and that is uh, Jesus Christ. So my prayer f- for, for you this evening, that you will walk out of here knowing that you're, you're, you can lay your head on your pillow tonight, knowing that when, whatever happens, you know, whatever happens, you put your faith in, in Jesus Christ. You know, that is my always, I, you know, I always prepare my, my message like, uh, like I was telling my wife. Uh, I got a two-hour message, but I think I got it down to one hour. Oh, no, anyway, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. I'll let you guys out of here, uh, you know. So anyway, you know, so 
that's the, the, the grace that we live by. Here's the, here's the other thing that it says right here. It says that you will not perish. You know, that means that when, when you die and, and, and you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, like I said, we're all going to die. Paul says that in uh, 2 Corinthians 5a, when you die, it says to be, uh, to be absent from the body is what? Is to be in the presence of the Lord. What a beautiful thing. You know, one day I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that day when, when I stand before the Lord. The, only, the, the, the first thing I ask for, I want my fro back. You know, <laughs> Lord, can I have my fro back? You know, that would be the first thing I'll ask for. Anyway, anyway, but you know, but uh, you know, but I'm I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to to that to that day. Anyway, my second point and my last one to close us out this evening is God wants to give you a gift. God wants to give you a gift. You know what? Maybe later on or tomorrow morning. You're going to open that gift. But guess what? That gift will never what, make you happy. Because you're going to see something. Let's say, uh, you know, I heard a, a story about this couple. The wife always wanted a sports car. So one day, uh, the husband surprised her with a sports car. As they were pulling out the driveway, going to go test drive that sports car and and she, she was driving, and she happened to look, look over. There's another sports car, uh, you know, come up in the front, and she's telling her husband, I like that one. See, that's what happened. You know, we can give gift to ourselves or someone else, but that gift will never make you happy. It will never make you, you know, uh, regardless whether you're worth a uh, uh, a penny or a billion dollars, it doesn't make you happy. The, the Bible says that what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and what and loses his soul? It doesn't matter what you have, you know, because you know what? I never seen a, 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 a hearse pulling a U-Haul, you know. <laughs> you ever seen that? No. You know, we went, recently uh, this year we went visit uh, Graceland up there in uh, Memphis, uh, Tennessee, my granddaughter, is, uh, she's only 11, but she's uh, in love with Elvis, so she always want to go up there. Anyway, we went visit, and there we walk in, the, the museum, oh man, you're talking about a luxury, a guy that had everything. The question is, did he take one with him? Nothing. What did, what did Job says? From my mother's, I came out of my mother's naked, and I will go out of this world, what, naked? Because we're not going to take anything. My question to you is, you know, Jesus is offering you life, eternal life. You know, he wants to give you a gift tonight. You know, if you don't know the Lord, I'm going to give you an opportunity tonight. I'm going to give you an opportunity to make that, you know, make sure God forbid, like I said, God forbid that, you will walk out of here, something happens, then you will live to, in regret. So, uh, so I'm going to call the, the worship team to come up here, and I'm going to give you guys, and I'm going to 
uh, give an invitation to you, you know, to, you know, this is a very important moment. If you are a believer in the house tonight, pray. Pray that even if it's only one soul, the Bible says that he left the 99 uh, to what? To go after that one lost sheep. You know why? Because you are more important to God than anything else. So that's why I'm, I'm, the choice is yours. You know, uh, uh, Jesus says that I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He wants to give you life. We're all going to pass away. I don't want to uh, scare you or anything like that, but the choice is yours. You know, just like Adam and Eve was given the choice to choose, they make the wrong choice. Did you know that, that, that God already knew that Adam and Eve was going to sin? You know why I know that? Because Genesis 3.15, it says that, you know, that uh, the seed of the woman, speaking of the coming of the birth of, you know, Jesus, and the seed of the woman was going to cross Satan's head, and Satan was going to bruise his heel. That's speaking of Jesus going to the cross. It's a, it's a picture of, of uh, Jesus uh, being born, being born as a man. I mean, God being born as a man. You know, remember the story. We know the story about when, when Gabriel came to, uh, to, to, to Mary and said, you are highly favored that you're going to have the baby. What did Mary, Mary say? What did Mary say? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, but, you know, but Mary responds like, Mary responds, how can this be? I'm a virgin. You know, what did Gabriel say? The Holy Spirit was going to come upon, upon you. That's the seed that, you know, that I was talking about in, back in Genesis 3.15. You know, the seed of the woman. Even, uh, even Paul mentioned that in, in, in Galatians 4.4. 4. You know, about the seed of uh, Ab- refers to the seed of Abraham. You know, so what I'm saying to you tonight is, you have a choice tonight to either, either choose life or death. You know, that's what, you know, I'm saying because I'm not, like I said, I don't want to scare nobody. I'm not going to rush, uh, force you to make a commitment that has to come from your heart. You know, because, because God doesn't look at the outward appearance, but he looks at your heart. So tonight with the worship team to... Uh, sing a song. I'm going to ask David, come up here, David. And uh, Pastor Manu, come up here. Uh, they're going to uh, play a song, but I'm going to give it you. If you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior tonight, that's up to you. It's your choice. These two gentlemen, if you need prayer for salvation, you know, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. You know that salvation Salvation is only a prayer away. You know, uh, Romans ten thirteen says, Whosoever, once again, whosoever is an open invitation, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Shall be saved. Romans ten nine says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, 
you will be saved. So I'm asking you, if you want that gift, come on up here. You know, go, go ahead and sing this song. Uh, uh, come on up here. There's two gentlemen here if you need prayer. Come on up here. Got David here and Pastor Manor here. I sense in my spirit that there's people here that want to come up here for but for whatever reason, you know, they don't want to come up, but I'm I want you from where you're at 